right, open up your Bibles today, if you have them with you, to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, and we're going to be reading through verses 5 through 15. And these are some really awesome passages. John 14 through 16, uh, chapters 14 through 16, are just unbelievable uh, chapters that Jesus speaks about the coming of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is going to mean and be to us in our lives. And of course, the disciples, they, they're only just barely kind of catching a glimpse of this at the time, not fully understanding it. But it's powerful nonetheless, and there's so much teaching, and we're going we're gonna to dive into some of this actually today. So in verse 5, we'll start out, and Jesus is speaking to them, and he says, But now I am going to go away to him who sent me, and none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still, and here's where we're going to really focus. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However... When he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Father, in Jesus' name, we ask you, Lord, that you would just come and move powerfully today by your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would just speak through me and use me, God, as a vessel, that I would just decrease and that you would increase in this place, allow the truth and the power of your word to come forth, to fall on fresh soil and to transform lives today, God. In Jesus' name, we put all of our faith in you and none in man, and we ask you to come and do a marvelous and mighty work in each and every life that's here today. Amen. Amen. So one of the things that I always, as a pastor, is just is a part of that calling that I feel is a, is a burden or is just a great you know, purpose that I have is to, is to lead and to guide people in such a way where they hear from God for themselves, where that they're hearing the voice of God in their own life on a consistent basis as the voice of God will lead them and direct them in their path and in their journey. Folks, I'm just a man, right? I'm here delivering to you what I'm pouring out of from my cup, what God has poured into my cup. But I've got to tell you that there has to be a point, there has to be a way that when you hear what's being spoken from me or from any other man, that when you hear these things, that there's a way that, that you yourself are before God on a regular basis and that you are hearing the voice of God declaring and confirming and witnessing things to you, to your spirit by his spirit, right? The Bible says that the Holy Spirit bears witness to our spirit. 
So there's a direct kind of communication that happens between God and between us that we all need to be able to walk in in order to find our way forward and to, to, to walk out, I believe, in fullness the plan that he has for our lives. And so I want to talk to you today about hearing the voice of God, about hearing the voice of God. And my question would be as we open this up, do you hear from God? Do you feel like God's voice is clear in your life? And wherever you're at, there's a lot of different places that we would be. And some people would say, I've never heard from God before. And I'm not necessarily talking about an audible voice. I'm saying you hear the gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit to your spirit. We'll get into that more this morning. But you may say, I've never heard the voice of God. I've never had God speak to me. Or you may say, you know, I feel like sometimes I hear God, but then I question it or I doubt it, and then I think maybe it's just me or maybe I'm just thinking things and it's my own thoughts and it's not really God. Can anybody be honest today and just say maybe we've been in a place like that before, right? And, and, and so my heart this morning is to just kind of peel back some of the veil of, of what the scriptures have revealed to us and say, listen, the voice of God is this significant thing. Hearing the voice of God in our lives, to me, folks, is a paramount thing when it comes to being led by my Father into the purpose and the calling that He has for me in my life. And I believe wholeheartedly that ought to be a passion and a burden in your heart as well. Now, I know sometimes, and this is interesting, okay, and I don't know how I get to say this, but I just to just come right out and say it, that there are people in the church, a lot of people that don't believe God speaks today, that don't believe that anyone would hear God and that God would speak to them, okay? And all I can say is I just don't know how you can read your Bible and draw that conclusion. It escapes me, okay? And I want to build this for you because I want to establish some solid foundation this morning for you to build off of, of being able to hear the voice of God, but to first look at some things that we see all through Scripture. Okay, first of all, we look back to the beginning, into the Garden of Eden, and there was a relationship between God and Adam and Eve that was filled with conversation, discussion. There was a back and forth kind of relationship. Adam and Eve walked freely with God, right? There was, there was no... Uh, element of sin in their life at this point before the fall. And so God was speaking then. Then after the fall of Adam and Eve, we begin to see a different situation where sin pervades the world, and there's a sinful now condition that man is in, all are born into it, that now a solution has to be brought forth. But in this state of the fallen world before Jesus actually comes, God is still speaking. Listen to this, in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, it says, For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So God was speaking. He had a sovereign design where he was speaking to men, speaking to prophets, and, and using them to speak to people. So God was speaking to Adam and Eve before the fall. He was speaking to men after the fall. And then we see another situation where Jesus comes, the Son of God. And this is really a fascinating one to me. I don't even think I can grasp the, grasp the depths of this. But Jesus was here as a man speaking to the world. He was speaking, 
right, while he walked the earth for 33 and a half plus years. He was speaking, and men were able to actually hear him, converse with him. And then Jesus leaves, and that brings us to these passages where we opened up from today. What is the furthering solution? What is the continuance of God's relationship, of his voice, of his speaking to us as his children after that? And Jesus tells us very clearly that it's going to come by a person of a helper who he calls the Holy Spirit. And Jesus sends the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of us. And it's as clear as it is as day to me when you read verses 12 and 13. He says, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak, speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you of things to come. In the next two verses, he says twice that he will declare to you. So folks, can you help me? Can you look at the scriptures? Can you read these verses and in any way say God doesn't have a plan to be speaking to us, that he isn't intentional about wanting to have a, a communication where he's speaking to us to be able to lead us and guide us forward in our lives. So the, the voice of God is something that is intentional or that is planned for each and every one of us to be able to hear and to be led by in our lives. But that's not necessarily always happening in our lives or for any or in different seasons of our lives, we'll say, as we move forward. And so why, why is that? You know, Jesus says here, he says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So this is interesting. He says, My sheep hear my voice, and then they follow me. So there's something important about if we're going to follow Jesus into the plan that he has for our lives, taking a step back at the, verse, the words before that, there's something important about hearing his voice. My sheep hear my voice, and then they follow me, right? I'm just trying to break this down real basic, but hearing God's voice allows us to follow God, and following him allows us to be able to walk out the purpose and the destiny that he has created us for. Amen? And I'll just make another point here. If God doesn't speak today, then we have a serious problem because I am totally delusional. <laughs> I mean, and what does that say for you? Because I'm your pastor, so that's really, right? I mean, we have a problem. So sometimes people will say, well, you know, I'm not sure if that was God or if that was me. Let me just help you out a little bit with that, okay? First of all, what you have to re realize is that when God speaks to us, he will never speak in a way, in a manner, in a context that is inconsistent with his word. What he's already spoken in his word that exists from the beginning to the end of time will always be true. It's unchanging, right? So then, so you can look at that and you can make a simple assessment. You could say, okay, if God says something like, it's okay to tell a little lie, listen, I'm just going to go off, I'm just going to tell you in great confidence, that wasn't God, okay? <laughs> I mean, that was probably you, or maybe even an evil spirit. I mean, but if you say, well, you know, God told me that I need to, to, to leave this husband or wife and for this other relationship or whatever and, and get into this other thing, well, I would say, look, 
that's probably not God. If you say, well, God's telling me that it's okay to cheat and to steal, or I would say, well, that's, you can see what I'm saying? Like, these are the obvious ones. But anytime we feel God is speaking, if there's not enough of the word already in us, it makes it difficult for us to be able to hear and to be able to have faith to say, this is God. This lines up with his word. This lines up with who he is. And I will say another thing. Whenever we say, well, is this me or is this God? You know, if, if we are, feel that we are hearing God's voice and we are being led and we follow that where he's taking us, listen, I learned this is amazing, that when you trust God, we know that we're not perfect, right? Even Paul says this. He says, we prophesy in part, we see in part. So there's this, there's this sense that we'll never get it 100% right, guys. So just let your off, yourself off the hook a little bit for that, okay? But to understand this, that if we hear the voice of God and we're led in our lives, that as we move forward, we can trust if we're really seeking God, seeking his face, seeking his will and his plan, that even if we air off track a little bit or miss the mark a little bit, we can trust that God will bring us back around. He will direct our path. He will convict us of erring. He will speak to us and say, you're missing something or you're going in the wrong direction. It's if we just jump out there carelessly and just go do something and don't continue to stay committed to seeking the face of the Father that we might not hear the correction when the correction comes. Are you with me? So just know that we can step out in faith and we serve a holy God who always has our best interest at heart. And he always, at every moment of our lives, no matter what place we are in, he always has good things planned for us. I love that. I can get myself in a bad situation. God still has good plans for me. So if I will continue to seek him and seek his face, then I know that as I'm led and I'm following that leading of his voice in my life where it's taking me, that if for some reason I get off track, I know God isn't going to let me get fall, fall over off the cliff, right? I mean, look, when, when we decided that we were going to move over here to Waterloo in, a couple years ago, this was one of those moments for us. It was one of those times where I was as sure, guys, as I could be that I was hearing clearly the voice of God, that we needed to move our whole family to sell our home, the place that our kids had grown up in, the place where Katie and I had grew up the area our entire lives. I was as sure as I could be that God was speaking to us and leading us, that this was the place that we were to go and the decision that we were to make. And we were, we were willing to, to, to risk it and to lay it all out there because we believed that God was leading and we didn't want to go where he was leading. And if we made a mistake or we heard wrong, we just finally resolved that God was still going to take care of us and he was still going to be able to keep us in his will and he was going to bring us on track with the plan that he had for our lives. Are you with me? And I just want to encourage you that, that there's, there's, there's always a sense of this, this humanness about us just like Paul said, we see through a glass dimly. You can't see perfectly. But note this, that the more, we, the more time that we spend with God, the more we seek his face and the more we read his word, the more aware and the more sensitive that we will begin to become to the authentic 
voice of God as it's speaking in our life. Amen? Amen. So that brings me to my next point, which is, you know, Jesus says in John chapter 6, verse 63, he says that the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. How do we hear God's voice? Well, God is always speaking through his word. So if we pick up the Bible, if we pick up the word of God, folks, it's not another book, right? It's spirit and it's life. It's a living word. It means his spirit. I don't even fully understand what I'm saying, but it's, it's truth, right? His spirit is alive in it and speaking to us through it. Always living, never not living. So when we open the word of God, if our spirit and our heart is open to receive, then God will be speaking to us through that word. And the more we fill our soul with the word of God and the truth of God, and we get revelation from him, the more keen and alert and in tune we will be to God's voice as he's speaking in our lives as we move forward in our path day to day. Amen? Now, listen to this. This is another sometimes mistake that we make is we think that when we hear the voice of God or if we're going to hear God, that it needs to be in some huge, like, spectacle kind of manner that maybe the clouds are going to open up, you know, and maybe there's going to be a thundering and a clash, and, and then we're going to hear the voice of God as clearly as can be. Listen, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm kidding around, but I'm not saying that doesn't happen. I mean, it did happen, right? And it could happen. But what I'm saying is it's not the only way that it happens. Listen to this. This is a story of Elijah. The prophet Elijah, 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 12. God says to Elijah, he's, he's hiding in a mountainside in a, in a cave, and he says to him, come out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. Elijah's looking for direction. He's looking, he's, he's lost basically. He's trying to figure out how to get back to the path that he needs to be on. He says, come out before, on the mountain before the Lord, and behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke the rocks into pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. In Hebrew, that word means a gentle whisper. In the New Testament, when Jesus is speaking about the verses we just read, when he says he will speak to you, it also means that it comes in the form of a gentle whisper. See, a lot of times, guys, we look for the spectacle. We look for the big sign. We set conditions. God, I want to hear from you, and it needs to be like this, or it needs to be at this time. And God's saying, whoa, 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 whoa. I'll, I'll speak to you, but it'll be in my way. It'll be in my time, because those are the only things that are perfect. And if you'll just allow yourself to be open to hear, not just the earthquake or the wind, but you have to be able to hear the gentle whisper of the voice of God in your spirit if you're going to hear all the things that God is wanting to say to you. Amen? And we a lot of times can miss the gentle whisper because we're looking around for an earthquake 
or a thunder or something more significant and magnificent when God is actually speaking to us the whole time if we'll just tune in our ear and listen. He says in Psalm 46, chapter, uh, chapter 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Be still. Guys, God shouldn't have to scream to get our attention. He shouldn't have to. Whenever I'm at home, Katie and I, with our kids, there's really no other way, okay? Uh, I've tried the gentle whisper. Guys, let's just all settle down. Let's just be calm. Guys, guys, let's just take it easy. Stop! Enough! I'm still working on that, okay? But God should not have to scream in order to get our attention. We should be able to hear the simple whisper, the gentle voice of God that's speaking to us in our lives. God's always been speaking. He's never changed in that way. We just went through all of this, right? And so he's speaking now. What is he saying? What are you listening for? What are, what are you attentive to? Are you looking for an earthquake? Or are you able to detect the gentle sound of a gentle whisper of God's voice in your life? Amen? And sometimes, another thing, guys, that happens is that when God speaks, we miss it or we maybe just kind of reject it a little bit because it comes in the form of correction. Ooh, comes in the form of correction, right? We're like, oh, whoa, that wasn't what I wanted to hear. <laughs> I was asking about this, and you're telling me about that. Well, maybe that is what you need to deal with before you're going to figure out this, you know? <laughs> As it comes in the form of correction, but what does the Bible say in the book of Proverbs? It says the Lord corrects those whom he loves as a father corrects a son, right? So if we're going to say we want to hear the voice of God, folks, we've got to be willing to hear the whole thing. We've got to be willing to hear correction. And may I just say to you that the correction of God is good and healthy for your soul. If God needs to purge something out of me, if he wants to rid something in my life, if he wants to change something that I'm airing in, I, I, it may be painful, but I'd rather have painful and hear it and know it than to just be completely uh, void of knowing it all together. Because as God corrects, he leads us more and more into the place that he has planned for us. We can become desensitized to the voice of God through disobedience. You know, when God is speaking, part of what the, the shepherd does, the, the, the sheep hear my voice and they follow, right? Well, when he speaks, then we are required to obey. And so if God is speaking to us and we're not obeying, if we've been hearing something for a while and we're not doing it, then we can start to become desensitized to the voice of God in the rest of the areas of our lives. Are you with me? And, and we want to make sure that if we're hearing God speaking to us, that we are saying, okay, what, is that, what does that require of me, Lord? Or what are you asking of me? Or what, is, what does obedience look like to, to the response of what I'm hearing from you right now? So people can become desensitized to that. Somebody put a cord right there. Holy cow. <laughs> and we can just simply, guys, just simply begin to get out of tune to the voice of God. 
Jesus said many times, he said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. But you recognize that Jesus was speaking, but not everybody was hearing, right? God can speak, and we can simply not hear him. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. We can begin to get out of tune to the voice of God if we're not spending time with him regularly. Folks, I'll be very honest. It's super hard for me, I feel, to hear the voice of God if God is not the first priority in my life. If I'm not going to him and spending time with him and reading his word and spending time in prayer, if God is secondary or just kind of in an outside box of my life and he's not paramount, it's very difficult for me to hear the voice of God. There's times where I've moved off track in my walk, and I said, I simply just need to get back to the throne room. <laughs> I simply just need to get back to seeking his face and on my knees, and then I will begin to get clear again about what it is that his voice sounds like, and I will begin to hear it on a consistent basis. Are you with me today? Whenever our kids were younger, we have twins, Annalise and Alyssa, Right, Alyssa, you just saw her pray here this morning. When they were younger and they were babies, it was crazy. But we got to a point where we could actually tell the difference between their cries. They were up in the room and they would be crying and we would be like, oh, that's Alyssa. Oh, that's Annalise. Oh, that's both of them, <laughs> you know? And, and it just got to the point where we could tell, we could detect the difference in the pitch and the sound of their, of their voice, of their cries. Why is that? It's because it was becoming more and more familiar to us. After so much time, we could just hear them scream and cry in a crowded room of a bunch of people, and it would be like you just hear, where are they? Where's they're, they're crying or they're looking for us, right? And we would look around and we would find them because we became so in tune to their voices, right? And we need to become in tune to the voice of God in our lives so that when the noise and the distraction of the world is clamoring around us, we can pick up the pitch the vibration, the frequency, the sound of our heavenly Father, whose gentle whisper that cuts through the fog and pierces through everything that's going on and gets our attention and turns our ear and puts us to our knees and to begin to hear and obey what our Creator is saying above everything else that the noise in the world is clamoring to us around. Amen. The Bible says in Psalm 103, verse 4, Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face forevermore. Seek his face forevermore. Did you notice? Throw that back up there. There's actually an exclamation point. That's not. <laughs> it's 105.4. I'm sorry. You're going to have to trust me on this. There's an exclamation point at the end of seek his face evermore. We need to seek God's face. There needs to be an intimacy with our relationship with God. 
much like there is an intimacy in the relationship I have with my wife, with my children. There's a closeness. There's a familiarity. There's a consistent amount of time that's invested. I couldn't detect their voice or hear what they're saying if I only spent a very small amount of time every month or every year with them. But if I'm with them every day and my heart is in the relationship, invested in the relationship, seeking it with full abandonment, then there's going to become an intimacy in that relationship, and there's going to become a familiarity. And you could be sitting here, and I would hear a kid scream, and I would say, I know that was Alyssa. I know that was Annalise. Well, how do you know? I just know because I've heard it a thousand times. Hallelujah. Spirit of God whispering to your soul. God has always been speaking and he will always continue to be speaking. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our God has been a speaking God to his children since the beginning of his creation. I see no reason or way in scripture to prove that he's not still interested in speaking to his children today. But what's paramount? is that we are a people who recognize that and who are searching for that and who are listening keenly, hearing accurately, discerning, and walking in obedience the things out that God is leading us to in our lives. Amen? I'm going to close with this. Stand to your feet with me today. Folks, I treasure hearing the voice of God in my life. I, I mean, I hold this so dearly, so dearly. And I'm always seeking what God has to say about things. And I'm not saying that I get it right every time. But I know that this intimacy, this relationship that God has created me for, to walk with him, to hear his voice, it is a gift. I mean, it is a gift. It is a treasure. I, quite frankly, am awestruck by the fact that a holy, perfect God is interested in speaking to me about the future and the destiny that he's prepared me for. I don't even have the capacity to, to be able to be as thankful as I can, should be for what that means to me in my life. I treasure the voice of God. And there'll be times where... I'll begin to hear the voice of God and I'll just sort of silence everything around and it's like a floodgate opens. I mean, I'll get out a pen and a paper sometimes and I'll just start writing and I can't write fast enough. It's like he's just speaking powerfully and sharply revealing things to me my mind could not know, could not understand. And it's beginning to do things, guys. When you hear the voice of God, it establishes something in you. It firms something up in you and establishes something in you that cannot be shaken from that point on. It's, it, it puts to death other options when we hear clearly from God what he's saying to us. You hear God say it, 
no matter how much your flesh wants to do something different, if your heart has been lassoed and won by God, you simply just can't go in a different direction than what you hear the voice of your heavenly Father telling you to go. My heart, guys, as a, as a pastor, I desperately want, I desperately want to lead you to the master. And I want you to be able to hear his voice in your life. I'm convinced that you have to have that, that you need that, that what you're called to do in your life is going to require that you hear from him for yourself. I pray that I can do a good job of that in the time where I'm called to lead in his church. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you, God, speak to people today. Whisper to their soul. God, begin to reveal yourself to us in a fresh and new kind of way. Reveal things of old and reveal things of new. God, now, in Jesus' name, I ask you to cut through the clutter and the noise that's perhaps happening in people's lives around them and to help them to begin to get in tune to your voice. Draw them, Lord, to your word that we would be a people who feast upon your word and hear your voice in the word that we can hear your voice more clearly in our everyday lives. If this prayer has been a prayer of your heart, I ask you to just receive everything that God is wanting to do in you today. And I would just say, if you don't know Jesus this morning, if everything that I'm talking about is drawing your heart, but you say, I don't, I've never made a decision to surrender my life to Christ, Pastor, and I want to do that today, just receive his invitation. Just say, Father, I, I turn from my old ways and I turn to you. I ask you to make me new and make me who you've created me to be. I receive your son Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I want to live my life for you, God. Just pray that prayer out of your own heart. Receive the invitation that he's putting out to you to receive his son and to make you all that he's created you to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.